Welcome back to another episode of Let's Face the Facts. If this is your first time joining, welcome. My name is David Almeida, and I am an actor in Orlando, Florida. And every week I sit down with an actor or artist friend. We watch an episode of the classic sitcom, The Facts of Life. And then we hit record and talk about the show and anything and everything else we can think of. I'm uh, on a deadline again, so I'm recording this on my phone at work. But uh, fortunately, whatever variance in vocal quality you are hearing here, that does not spill over into the show. That I did record back home in uh, the normal setting. But I just wanted to be sure to get this episode ready to go, because I am cutting it very, very close. My guest this week is Rolando Ramos. I know last week I mentioned Matthew Arter was going to be back. Well, I did not lie to you. It's just he's not here this week. It's going to be next week. And I know that for sure. Already have the recording in the can. Just need to edit it as soon as I finish editing this. So, uh, forgive me for two weeks of getting your hopes up. First with Robin Kelly and now with Matthew. Robin and I still haven't rescheduled, but Matthew, I 150,000% promise you will be here next week in the next episode. So... Back to Rolando, though. Rolando is a fellow Disney employee, cast member. He has done the Hollywood Public Works. He's been good friends with the Hollywood film crew when those two groups were around. And uh, currently, he is good friends with Citizens of Hollywood and his alter ego, Juan Scenario, a screenwriter of the 1940s, often does get to play with my friend, Officer Friscom, some of the days on rare occasion, and it's always, always fun whenever I get to work with him. He is also not just an actor and an improviser, he's also a singer, he's a director, he is a person of Latino descent, and uh, he is a super fan of The Joker. We talk about all of those things on the show, so let me shut up and get the show started. Rolando and I watched Season 3, Episode 15, called Starstruck. And the original air date was February 3rd, 1982. Are we ready to jump on in? Let's face the facts with Rolando Ramos. So welcome, Rolando Ramos. Happy to finally be on the show. You've Thank been hearing you. about it for quite some time quite now. Quite some time, and I'm glad that I waited this long. Uh, this... Um, I have to preface this by I did not know that you had any connection or liking for the show. I knew you had said you wanted to do the podcast. But this morning we were working together and I said, I've got a great episode for you. Mm -hmm. And you said, which one? And I said, well, it's called Starstruck, thinking you wouldn't have any idea and at I, all. Jermaine Jackson. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> you remember it? Yeah, well, I, I watched a lot of TV as a kid. And, clearly. Uh, and it stuck. I can't remember phone numbers. Um, I can barely remember birthdays. Uh-huh. But I can remember television. Yes, I'm the same way. That's, that's how f our fertile minds mm. were given such a disservice. If our parents had put us into calculus class when we were eight and nine years old, we could have we been nuclear physicists and not actors. Maybe. Maybe I could have been a banker like my brother. I could have been a contender. Here I am. I could have been Senator Colleon, the Governor Colleon. But I'm so happy to finally have you here. Yes. And um, we did watch a Lulu of an episode. Mm -hmm. It's one that sticks out in my brain too. 
I remember I did not like it when it came out. I remember it's watching it. It's an odd episode. It's, it's it not like weird. any... It's one of those that kind of falls off of the usual thing that they do. Yeah. And yet it also has a very special episode feel. It does. Which so it many does. of them do uh, throughout seasons uh, two and three. So did you... I assume you are you are a bit younger than I am. So this was like a rerun. Nick this was a rerun. Show. Yes. I saw it in reruns. I saw mm-hmm. it in syndication. Um, but I do remember it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, before we go on, to getting into the nuts and bolts and all that of this, uh, you may or may not be aware that I always start by asking my guest to please, Rolando, if you would synopsize the episode (gasps) (laughs) in just one or two sentences, lightly like you might see in a TV guide listing. Basically, uh, 2D becomes fanatical over Jermaine Jackson, Uh losing touch with her schoolwork, her priorities, and her friends. And then comes crashing back to reality when she realizes perhaps she took too much stock in what she believed in. Okay. Very nice. Well, let's get, let's get let's right get into, into it, it because the, we're talking in generalities. Fandom episode. I want to talk in, in specifics here. Um, so our episode begins with a gathering of young girls in the parlor. Yes. It is Tootie and a bunch of girls whom we have not really seen before. They're the random chorus of girls that exist so that there are more students in the school besides the four. Exactly. (laughs) And uh, very quickly we realize this is a fan club meeting. A fan club for, of course... That one breakout star from the Jackson 5. That biggest star of the era. mega astronomical off the charts life-changing entertainer yes to the world the and one beyond when you think of him it's the name that pops up your head you of think, course you think jermaine jermaine jackson of yeah, course of he's course. the one he's the, yep. the one that everyone yep. was I don't wild know, about in, who in are 19- those other jackson brothers anyway I, you know ricky jackson maybe had a small career yeah. but no it was jermaine that yeah. really just Sh- and there was another, there was was another brother who was, was just there, was a shlomo uh, was it I, I can't remember but no, 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 no. anyhow um, yes, this is the Jermaine Jackson fan club. Yes. <laughs> or the Michael passed on this episode, give it to Jermaine yeah, Jackson <laughs> Exactly. The, it's 1982. Thriller was not uh, out yet. Thriller no. was still November. So probably from when they taped, this came out in February, they were probably taping it in the fall. Mm-hmm. So Thriller was still a year away. But mm. Michael was on the ascent, like yeah, no, we the had, was clear. He we was had off the star. wall. We and had, we're just sitting there, like, wait, was he that popular in the eighties? Yeah. You you asked me I, that before we started. The, the second it started, you know what? I think when I remembered it, I was remembering Michael Jackson, even though I was like Jermaine. It, I don't maybe. know why. Like my brain was like, that's okay. It was Michael though, wasn't it? No, it's no, Jermaine. it was it's Jermaine. Jermaine, and it's like r- really okay. Jermaine Jackson. Um, I don't know. The, the funny thing is, at one point, the girls do break into one of his songs. They do. Let's Get Serious. Which and is apparently a song. Apparently a song. We did look it up. and Because um, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know what they're singing. Yeah. It seems that there was a song on his album. The album was called Let's Get Serious. And he was nominated for a Grammy for that. He was. Uh, in 1980 or 81. So this was the time of his solo career. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to look at his Wikipedia page, it's like, oh, okay, well, clearly he was able to ride the Jackson 5 fandom to some level of solo success, but certainly not with any longevity attached no, to it. Oh, no. And I mean, and he's again, a Jackson. We'll always know the Jacksons because yeah. they're the Jacksons. But. Yeah. And, and this is early 82 mm-hmm. by late 82. 
he and every other recording artist in the world will be eclipsed by Michael. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've got these girls. We do need to take a moment to say that what an ethnically diverse group of people we have in this group because we have often i have often speculated in past episodes where are the ethnic girls if any at eastland Mm -hmm. laura hodos and i found one other girl african-american girl at the auditions for south pacific yes uh, so we have reason to believe that it would be the white girls playing all the polynesians true um but in this group we have six girls including tootie and of the six girls, uh, four of them, including Tootie, African-American. Mm-hmm. Two of them, white. One of them kind of uh, gingery looking and one of them uh, blondish looking or whatever. Uh, no, she's got brown hair. I'm going to say she's Latina only because there's no Latinas there. Yeah. Ever in the show. <laughs> no, that's true. It's <laughs> <Ever>. like, yeah. <laughs> so we take them where we can get them. Yeah, absolutely. She is uh, Latina. Yes. So. Um, but we <laughs> do <not>. have <laughs> one nice thing. They are all dressed in their Jermaine Jackson t-shirts. A couple of them have their... Oh, actually, interestingly, the two white girls have their Eastland gym uniform jackets, the navy blue and yellow on over, top of their Jermaine Jackson. Top of, so. and, and just in case they need to zip it up because they don't want their friends to know they're part of the Jermaine Jackson fan yeah, club. I, I think that's hang, what that's about. I don't hang with those black girls. Exactly. <laughs> I really think that's a secret not yeah. to like, those girls are going to leave that room, zip it up yeah. so nobody knows where they were. Yeah, Muffy and Tumpy uh, What? No, I was just over at the cafeteria getting <laughs> yeah. something to eat. <laughs> so, Michael Bolton's getting popular, huh? Yeah, I think so. I think that's like a weird little... Uh, Could be. Subconscious. Little, I'm subconscious. reading the scene. I'm saying those two girls don't want people to know. Yes. Um, can I just say that the Jermaine Jackson fan club t-shirt is the worst design t-shirt ever? It is not really. It's red on red. Is Who it, does that? I, I can't see. Is it is it sequins though? Is I that don't what think it is? it's sequins. It's like red ink on red shirt with red buttons. Yeah. You can't read any of that. It's it, If it is a darker color, it's like a maroon or something. It's almost impossible yeah. to read what their shirt is. Yeah. I think it's I think it's maroon on red, but you're right. I didn't even realize. At one point, I was like... Why are they all dressed like this? I, it didn't even it occur to me no that sense. it was a Jermaine t-shirt. It's got his signature on it or whatever. Um, so in typical Eastland fashion, we have girls here that we've never seen before, except... Except, I know, yes, you're We saying. did look, and one of the girls that talks and has a line that says basically, um, Tootie, why are you the one that gets to do all the stuff and write in the birthday card and make this bust of Jermaine. She's basically implying she wants to do naughty things with the bust yeah. that Tootie's making. That's yeah. what she, she's... Her name is Terry, and we have met her before. Terry is a recurring character. Yes, I looked this up to be sure, because I'm like, she is familiar to me. If you look back at the Who Am I episode from season two, when Tootie sits down with three other African-American girls to make sure she is still connected to her black roots because she is dating that uh, kind of obnoxious African-American boy stalking the candy machine. When Tootie has this uh, get-together with girls, Terry is the one that says to Tootie, yeah, we could totally hang out more. I, You can come running with me. And Tootie's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to run with you. And she says, right, I'm at the track every day at 4.30. And Tootie says, before dinner? And she's like, nope, before breakfast. 
here we go with the middle-aged vaudevillian writers where she <laughs> says, you run at 4.30 in the morning? My nose doesn't run that early in the morning. Hacha! Oh! Hey! Sheboygan! Tip your waitress. Good I one. love the cat skills. Good one, Murray. Good one, Oy. Murray. Thank you, Ira. Um, yeah, so that was from the and episode. She, and, and that was about a year ago. That was... So she's back. A little, a little more than a year ago. So we get Terry back. And in examining, we note... We don't just get Terry for these two episodes. She will be back three more times in season four. And I am thrilled <laughs> to have a semi-regular character. Yes. And granted, we probably could have used Cindy or Sue Ann or Nancy. But by this time, they were like, we're fucking done with you. <laughs> you know? No, you're, we're getting you're, new girls. You're 16 and you won't fuck me just because I'm a 45-year-old producer of the show, so you're fired. So they basically wrote their own check yeah. on that one. Yeah. I mean. Not to say that Terry's a whore. I think they might have... We don't know that. Yeah. We... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, inappropriate. Oh, but I'm just going to say come that... Come at me in the comments. Thank you. <laughs> it will be. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, we only have Miko for one more episode. The, oh, the Japanese one. I remember Miko. She's coming back for one more Okay. So what do we learn from this fan club? We okay. know that um, they are making him a birthday present. They are, yes. Which okay. Tootie is making a bust of him. She has the bust of him. They're going to give him a birthday card that they're That's all going to sign. sign. They want to take photographs. They're going to take him a cake and photographs of them making the cake. Which I think is weird. I mean, yeah, that's they're, weird. They're not going to the concert tonight. They're not they going make to the concert. Clear. So she said his birthday. Didn't she say his birthday is like next weekend next or something? Weekend. Okay, you're gonna take pictures of yourself making the kit. Um, 2D. It's 1982. You yeah. have to wait about a week to get your pictures developed. Right. Same day photo processing is not around for another no. 10 So I don't years. know what the plan is here to get photographs of them making a cake, and then they're gonna ship him a cake. Now, this is a very nice school. There's probably a dark room in there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The photography a... club can get this photo made. You're right. Because they made that big, giant poster of Cindy and Sue Ann when they were competing against yeah. each other in season one. And they even can make big poster-sized prints that are perfectly perforated down the middle for Mrs. Carrot to tear it in half. <laughs> yes. That, that takes a lot of effort. So you're right. There is a photo lab. Molly, that's... And that's where Molly has been. They accidentally locked her in. She's still in there. She She's can't get out until she develops all the pictures. <laughs> Molly! 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 You left her inside! She'd be dead if she didn't drink the photo solution. <laughs> oh, oh, Molly. Is that your Mrs. Garrett impression, oh, Rolando? It's terrible. It's what? Girls! Everybody! That's, you have to say girls. That's the you way it is. And multi girls, 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 girls! Everybody is invited. This oh, is a the great Charlotte Ray. This is a non-judgment zone. I used to, <laughs> I, I'd say everybody is, in, is welcome to join me. That's one of those impressions that everyone tries and always, it's like a Christopher Walken. Everyone has one. Oh, everybody. And none of them are good. Every, I, no, exactly. Everyone goes, girls, girls. Yeah. And yeah. For Christopher Walken. For Christopher Walken. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it, <laughs> this whole scene reeks of middle-aged writers imagining what teenage girls acting silly in a fan club would yes. be doing. And um, they do a pledge at the end. Oh. I hereby swear that my allegiance to Jermaine Jackson, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and Tootie uh, calling the meeting to a close. And it's just... Ugh, I, I don't know if fan clubs ever do that. TV trope. 
I really think um, it is. And it's a little creepy. It's a little. It's a little much. Yeah, little little. It's, they're a little. Yeah. They're becoming stalkers. They're no longer just fans. Like, oh, yeah. we're, uh, they, what are they? They're gonna because they can't go to the concert. They cannot go to the concert, which is that same. No, that coming Saturday. That Saturday, because there is a big uh, what is it? Scholarship, scholarship fair. fair. That's right, the big scholarship fair. Yeah. So what they're gonna do is at midnight, they're gonna play music till midnight. His music after curfew. After by curfew, the way, open the windows and yell out his name, so he knows that they're thinking of him. So yeah, no, he's gonna hear them all the way in New York. Like isn't you he? do. This, yeah. Where does this take place? I, We're in Peekskill, Peekskill which is yes. north. It's north of New York City. Okay, it's like an so hour, an hour away. Yes, their voices will travel. Yeah, they're loud. Far. They're screaming. I think so. Um, yeah. So they've got yeah these rituals That's planned. Creepy. It's it's kind of like or you could just hang around and listen to his record and say he's cool. Let's let's all yeah. chip in on a tiger mm. bee. They're like a few steps away from making hair dolls from the hair yeah. they find in the bathroom <laughs> when they scour his hotel room and yeah. that kind of thing. I mean, they're like, they're going to start sending him vials of blood. It's Did, happening. <laughs> it's like, they're getting very creepy. They, they are. And this it's a good thing the internet didn't exist because oh. that would be, we would have had some trouble on social yeah. well, media. Well, this is all about fandom going wild, which before toxic the internet, fandom. Toxic fandom. Which, this is about you know, to go there. It's going there. It's yes. going there. So then we move into, after the meeting has been adjourned, we move into the cafeteria where, as is so often with this show, preparations are happening. Things are busy. We got to do, we got to do. Yeah, things are happening. And what we learn is that there's this scholarship fair. Joe is organizing it and coordinating it. And uh, Cousin Jerry is there. Cousin Jerry. She's just sitting at the table, and she and Blair are trying to make these mobiles that they think they're going to sell. Can we just talk about this, by the way? What the shit? This is all about raising money to help an underprivileged girl come to the school. A specific underprivileged girl. A specific underprivileged girl. Yeah. And Joe takes this very seriously. We're going to call her Donna. Donna. Sure. Yes. With D-A-W-N-A. Yes. Yes. And so what they're going to do to raise money... They're making mobiles. Mm-hmm. Tootie has to make scarves because scarves. the scarves, that's the big yeah, seller. That's the big thing that draw. Joe says that's the big, most popular thing. We've got to get those scarves. Because Tootie, you have to make those scarves. You know, like you have never, ever made have, a scarf That's what I was going to say. Has it ever been mentioned that Tootie ever! makes scarves? That Tootie is an amazing singer? Her scarves. No. All of a sudden, Tootie, make your scarf. You know those scarves those you always make. Those famous Tootie scarves. So the, scar- the Tootie scarves that everyone's clamoring for. The closest we ever came was in the episode where Mrs. Garrett had to take a second job because she lost her pension fund mm. of the when the girls were just being annoying, harassing, needy. At one point, Tootie had a, a dress that she had to make and needed Mrs. Garrett to be her dress form mm-hmm. to pin the fabric on her or something. That is the closest I think we've ever gotten to Tootie having any seamstress skills. I don't remember that ever being mentioned. As, yeah. Uh, so... And it was her, her scarves. Her scarves. The Tootie scarves. And of apparently, course. apparently Blair makes amazing mobiles. Although she doesn't know how to make a mobile. So Ugh, are we selling mobiles? Yeah. And, and of course, Mrs. Garrett's cookies need to be part of the show. Yes. And, and her, um, later she says, in, <laughs> to add to your, I wish I'd been smarter. I wish up till this point I had put together all of the things Mrs. Garrett said that could be construed as dirty. And this one has, uh, later in the next scene, she says, I just need to frost my lemon bars. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. And um, 
Yeah, so she's she's baking. She's making the the cookies and the lemon bar. So what are we raising? How much money? I, I don't know. Are oh, we, and, and are Jerry we make is performing. Oh, and Jerry's going to perform for free. For free. Because you know Jerry. She makes it clear that she's there for free. Because Jerry is the, the greatest comedian of that era. And um, we're so happy yeah. she could join us. She had been on uh, either the Mike Douglas or the Merv Griffin yes. show. So she's uh, achieved some level of notoriety. I always thought she was going to get the spinoff. Can I just... I always um, thought Jerry would get the spinoff. What happened there? I... I don't know why they. It didn't... always felt like that's what they were leading up to. Like Jerry would of, get of the spin. Of all the backdoor pilots, right? Like, I, you'd think that this would have been no been worse a, than any a slam other. dunk. Jerry, yeah. as a struggling comedian on the road, yeah, happy the cerebral, maybe, maybe has a, a manager who's the sidekick, and yeah, I believe there were seven failed backdoor pilots mm. in the Facts of Life. I, I don't I'll know. It's nice that she returns as often as she does. she does, and I love the fact that there's no fanfare, there's no Jerry's coming or Jerry arrives and hi, how are you? She's just already here. She's just already woven into yes. the fabric of the show. Why did I put the word fake? Scholarships fair, fake. Oh, so in the course of the scholarship fair talk, Tootie is also going on and on about her fan club dumb. And they're like, okay, that's all fine and dandy, but we have this to go on. And and Tootie's like, um, excuse me, I'm not just the president of his Peekskill fan club. Jermaine knows who I am. I have a letter from him thanking me for being his fan club president. And the girls look at it and they're like, um, you do realize this is probably a form letter. Uh, even Natalie is like, she tries to be supportive, but she's like, Tootie, they use a rubber stamp, okay? She's like, he signed it. And she's like, no, Tootie, they use a rubber stamp. And then Joe says, yeah, comes right off. Here, look. And she spits on it, which is so beautiful. Such Joe. God, I <laughs> love it. That is such a Joe moment. So then we go to the cafeteria for the next scene. And there's more prep going on. So much prep. And now it's the day of. That's right. the difference. So we've skipped a few days in time. Somewhere, somehow. we Somehow, but they yeah. just kind of glaze over that. Yep. And um, we have a... Oh, I'm, I didn't take his copious notes. I'm going a little commando <laughs> here. But we do have a Mrs. Garrett joke here that is a super epic fail. Oh, yes. Where, the, it's where, oh, where she says, where, I have to frost my lemon bars. Yes. And, and Joe says, you haven't frosted the lemon bars? Or the, and Mrs. Garrett says, I will frost no bars before their time. Wonderful. Do you know what that's in reference to? <laughs> no clue. You do not know. I do not you're, know. And you're going to tell me and it's going to make me feel like an idiot because I would have uh, like, of course. No. No, because of your age, this was you. This was a commercial. I'm timeless that was and I know it all. This is the Orson Welles wine commercials. We will serve no, no wine, wine before, before it's time. time. I remember now. See? Yep. So, um, yeah. So we have a, oh, a joke where we've just... Given Charlotte Ray a referential joke and and she delivers it like this, uh, mm. <laughs> where it's oh d- moments where I've already said her comedic choices are questionable, yes, and often very broad. But yes. now saying let's set up, let's write a joke where it's Mrs. Garrett intentionally saying something that she thinks is funny. Mm. Never is horrible. Like I had no idea what she was doing, so that's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, um, she's just like I'm. It just was, gonna do it. Yeah, pretty bad. So the um, great Charlotte it's a day of the fair, and Judy comes in and basically says, "Oh, uh, I didn't quite get to make all those scarves." Well, what do you mean? I didn't get to. What do you mean? Didn't get to make all of them? She says, "I kind of made none of them," and 
uh, Joe is very, very pissed. Joe should be pissed. This is a, and this is where we get back into the very special episode. There's moments where this episode takes a turn, yeah. so, and we suddenly have this very dramatic scene. Right. Let's do it right now. I'm tooting. Oh. Joe, I don't even know why we're bothering with this stupid scholarship fair. It's just about raising money for some girl I don't know. Oh, you do know her, Tootie. You do know her. Because last year, I was her. <sighs> and scene. Drama. All of a sudden. <laughs> yes. All of a sudden, this very germ. And, and I mean, they do, you know, they do it but justice. They play the, the scene. What an interesting counterpoint. Joe is being kind of a bitch yes. about organizing this whole thing. She's clearly in a stress mode, but it's clearly something she's very committed to. Yes. And the, the, I think the counterpoint of Joe is committed to this because it has true meaning for her. It is deep, intensely mm-hmm. personal resonance for her. And then on the flip side, Tootie is a fan of Jermaine Jackson to the point that Mrs. Garrett says, uh, I spoke with one of your teachers, and you haven't turned in your last two English assignments. That's right. And she's like, oh, I'll get to them. And Mrs. Garrett's like, Tootie, your schoolwork comes first. And that's, of course, yeah. Um, yes. So uh, she's ignoring everything for Jermaine. It's, it's yeah, like it's getting does. kind of and bad. And, and again, you're like, Jermaine? I mean, I can understand Michael, but Jermaine? Right. I, I would, really? you know what? I'd give her a pass. If I it was would. Michael, I'd be like, I get it. I mean, he was such a, a big deal. Yeah. And he's going to be in town. It's possible. You can see that. Yeah. You know, he was a god in his time. He was. I mean, yeah. But um, Jermaine? Oof. Really? Uh, oh, by the way, does Jerry return at all? Jerry is in that first scene. We never, we see, never her see her again. She's we literally never see her again. just that little She's extra. in the green room getting ready for her comedy. No one she can is. interrupt her when she's getting ready yeah. for her comedy. Uh-huh. Oh, and then we get the call. And then the phone call comes in. Yes. So, um... The phone call comes in. We go into the parlor for Tootie to take it. And it is a very attractive African-American gentleman in a suit Mm. standing in front of very unattractive wallpaper with a Jermaine Jackson poster. Yes. And he... And I think it's the same poster that they're reusing over and over again. It was behind the girls at the meeting. Mm -hmm. Now it's here. It's the one prop poster that they sent over from the record company, and they're going to get as much use at... They said this poster has to be in at least three scenes. Yes. If not four. Yeah. And... um, That's part of getting Jermaine Jackson, and we know we want to keep Jermaine. (laughs) Because he's about to hit the big time, kids. Yes, he's the big name here. Yeah, he's going to eclipse those other fuckers. Oh, you watch, you watch. And he says, Tootie, in appreciation for the super job you've done as president of his fan club, Jermaine wants you to be his guest at his concert tonight. There'll be tickets waiting for you. Thank you for being his number one fan, I think is what he says. His number one fan, that's right. Yeah, yes. and um, yeah, I know Jermaine is so popular that this concert would be sold out normally. That's implied. That's implied <laughs> that there was no way these girls were going to get tickets. Yeah. If, because she wanted to sleep out. She said yeah. to Ms. Garrett earlier. With 30,000 She didn't want to let me sleep out to get tickets. For thir- with 30,000 30, fans. Other fans. And so, yes, this, this concert was sold out the second tickets went on sale. Because it's Jermaine Jackson. It's Jermaine Jackson. Come on. Um, a lot of people called him the Hamilton of the 80s. He was. He really was. People s- slept out in Times Square, no doubt, yes. to get tickets for Jermaine Jackson. For Jermaine, because he, yes. yeah, was, he was the That's shit. That's exactly. So I wonder. Yeah, so that, yeah, yeah. If, mm-hmm. if they were sleeping out in Times Square... He must have sold out. He must have sold out. And yet, 
so conveniently, yeah. two tickets are available for his fan club but he president. Does, he, well, it's Jermaine Jackson. He loves yeah. his fans. He keeps a nice two tickets for yeah. his for his fan for his number one fan. Right. And that's and before they go to commercial, there is Tootie kind of coming back at the girls like, oh. Doesn't know who I am, huh? Oh, sending out form <laughs> letters with rubber stamps, huh? Well, Jermaine is giving me tickets to the concert tonight, so suck it, bitches. Verbatim what she said. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing. Close enough. Close yeah. enough. And um, and in the in the hoopla of all that excitement, we fade to commercial. We are. Where I commercial. like to get to know my guests. Oh, hi. Good to meet you. Hi. Nice to meet you. My name is David. <laughs> I have unhealthy obsessions Don't with TV this, shows. This is what this whole episode is about: unhealthy obsessions. That's you, why we're here. You could call this an inter. Was this an intervention <laughs> this is that an you intervention. staged? Is it everyone? You can come in now. It, oh, we're not f- recording. Oh my god. <laughs> There's no tape in that computer. All 43 people who have done episodes previous to this <laughs> are in all coming in. Up to this moment that was, was oh my god it was a very long plot to it's get a to good this thing place. i'm a narcissist and love the attention <laughs> wow uh so rolando yes. i like to do my little james lipton approach to oh, asking good. people that's very fitting uh rolando where were you born i was born in bayonne new jersey bayonne new jersey yes as the old saying goes if it's from bayonne you leave it alone Oh, is that a saying? Yeah, no, uh, yes, it is actually. It, it is. is. Yes, uh, I, I didn't live in Bayonne. I was uh, born in Bayonne. I and lived where in were Jersey you raised? City. Jersey City, New Jersey. Which oh, Jersey is the City. town right next door to Bayonne. Oh. Yes. And you were born to parents of Latino descent? Yes, we are uh, Puerto Rican descent. All uh, of you. All of us. So. Now, where did you study uh, theatre? Theatre. Uh, I theatre. did my undergraduate education at the new... Uh, at the New Jersey City University, uh-huh. which was the local school, and it was the place I went and was mm-hmm. very good. Um, and then I, from there, went to do my master's at the Actor Studio Drama School at New School University. Oh. Where James so, Lipton was, I was just my dean say, emeritus. That's, yes. that's like true ass James Lipton. Yes. That, I, was, that was our Monday night seminar. Was What was the TV show inside the actor's studio? Are you in the audience of any I of them? I am in a few of them. Um, I, one of my questions did make it to air. I, did, I asked Nathan Lane a, a, a question. Shut and up. And it made it to air. What, was James Lipton actually teaching? Uh, James Lipton was our dean. Okay. At the actor's studio. And um, well, in my time there, he went from being dean to dean emeritus. Okay. Because he needed is... to focus on the show. Let's... And and this was when it was at the New School University before it went to Pace. I was the final class before it moved right over before to Pace University. I was, the la- I was right yeah. there during that big messy breakup. So Okay. So the deal is. Um two more things about you that I would like to bring up. Number one is um so you and I first met and worked to, actually you came to Citizens of Hollywood. Although I had actually worked for Disney briefly. Had you? I had. I had done holidays around the world. Oh, okay. But only for like that that little block of time. That's and eight then weeks. eight weeks. Yeah. Did it? And, and then that's it. And they're like, okay, thank you. Bye bye. Yeah. I, and I was forgot. like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. Well, here's the funny thing. I my first Disney thing was holidays around the world for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Same role. You and I both yes. were good friends with Gaspar. Yes, yes. yes. In Mexico. Because we are splitting images. Yeah, because when other. you think Mexican. You, you I, I think of us. Think, I, yes. I have yes. to post. I know there are pictures. I have to post a side-by-side picture of you and me. Yes. How long after that was, did you get public works? A couple of months. I okay. Think. So then it that's, was, that's, it was, I was in, I was in the system. Yeah. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. I was around. You were in the system, but there um, wasn't a thing. But there wasn't a thing. And then something opened up and they're like, okay, here you go. You're yeah. In. Rolando, yes. you are, I, I don't know. How do you, how, what is the superlative of the superlative 
of the superlative of the word superfan when it comes to comics and well, particularly... that's why you got me for this episode. This the Joker. is the fandom episode. That's right. And you right. brought me in. For the, I, th- I assume this was going to be the episode. Yes, I of assume course. that you're like, who do I know that knows about fandom and obsession and yeah. getting in too deep I, and all of it? I was wondering how long it was going to take you to figure and, that and out. And I, I thought we were going to talk about it. Um, I, that's, I figured that's why I was. No, um... I have. I am a super fan. I you am, have a room. I have a room of Joker memorabilia. Full of Joker memorabilia, as well as '80s toys and other. I love mm-hmm. collectibles. I love uh-huh. the era. Yep. Um. But yes, I'm a super big Joker fan. Like OG, back to all the way. And uh, before we move on back to the show, <laughs> can you think of any type of a vintage commercial? I I, I say Ooh. from. I've said from the era, and that's thrown people off because era suddenly attaches thing. Um, can you think of any like an, commercial, commercial from your childhood? I remember the milk. Do you remember the milk commercial? Um, Does a body good campaign where it shows the kid dissolving Becoming and growing into a, bigger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like the girl comes in and he's like, "Ooh, I'd like to talk to you." Yeah. And then he's like talking about how cool, how yeah. uh, sensitive yeah. and smart. I and may not this. be much now, but I drink yeah. milk. But milk yes. is going to feed my yes. bones, and I'm going to get bigger, bigger, bigger. And then, and then, then I look this way, yeah. and he's like, "And if you're just going to like me for my body." I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that commercial. I thought it was so silly, so stupid. Did you ever see the In Living Color spoof of that with Vera DeMilo? Yes. Where yes. it's a little girl says, you may not think much of me, but I take steroids. <laughs> and it shows her. Look at me now. Oh, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I fucking love Jim Carrey's oh, work goodness. on In Living Color. Yes. So I will post that milk commercial. And, yes, that's uh, and, a classic. Yeah, and I will post the In Living Color spoof yes, of it, which I, I love. love. I love old, I love old toy commercials from the 80s. They don't make them like that either. So we need to get back to the facts of life. Oh, that's what we're here for. We we do need to do that. <laughs> we still haven't gotten to the scene. We haven't gotten the to the penultimate scene the, the, that makes this episode the Emmy-nominated scene. Emmy-nominated scene for... Most oh. uncomfortable breakdown by oh, a teenager. Kim Fields was going for her Emmy, and she was going hard. Yes, yeah. I shoot. Oh, and I love me some Kim Fields. I do too. Oh, I really do. I, I love all love of these girls. Kim. She's I been love my favorite all. all along. She's always been my favorite. I have always had a crush on Kim Fields. I will always have a crush on Kim Fields. Uh huh. So the scene begins. We come back from commercial. And we're still in the parlor, and this is where Kim Fields is telling Mrs. Garrett. We have, I got tickets and we've got to plan this and I, we got to get into the city and this is all happening now and we have to make these arrangements. Am I right that Mrs. Garrett said, um, well, Tootie, we have another commitment. I think she says, be a leave me. I wish I could. <laughs> be yeah. a leave me. Be, be a leave me. Be there will leave. be other concerts. There were a lot more syllables in there that there yeah. needed to be. Be a leave me. Yeah, that was a little bit of an oops there, but yeah. So she says, I don't nope. think they were going to get another take out of this scene. I think that yeah. Kim Fields gave all and there was no more. Yeah. There maybe. was no way. That could be. <laughs> I think there's a one take moment. A one, ta- one take temple, as she they used to call it. She could not do it again. So then Mrs. Garrett says, tonight's an important night for Joe. Have you forgotten about the big scholarship fair? And Tootie's like, well, that was before the phone call. Yeah, if this changes everything. Now. Tootie starts to get the crazy eyes here. If you know, she's and, like, no, no, that changes everything. And Mrs. Incredible. Garrett is like, well, you're not going. You can't go. And, and Tootie, I'm going. 
I don't care. You can't tell me what to do. And she's like, if you don't take me, I'm going to find a way if I have to. And Mrs. Garrett, smartly, she does, um, Tootie, you're not being rational. You're not going to the concert. She stays. She gets she gets quieter as, yeah. as goes one on. should. As, as one someone... should. It's actually a great talking off the ledge moment of yeah. like, but but if I don't go, yep. okay, let's talk. Let's it's think fine. about. Let's think about other things we could do. You're okay, Tootie. Yeah. You're not gonna kill anyone. Yeah. Give me the gun. <laughs> that's basically the scene that's happening. Just give me the gun, Tootie. I love your Mrs. That, <laughs> that's how she plays it. We're not, and, um, gonna, we're not gonna blow them up, Tootie. Tootie. Just, we're just unplug gonna... the explosives, <laughs> Tootie. It's really that moment. <laughs> so Tootie ends up having a full-on fucking meltdown. Yes. With screaming and crying. And honestly, Kim Field sells it. She, she does. does. I'm telling you, she went for her Emmy. Full-on, yeah. wide eyes, tearing up, yelling. And yeah. screaming and, and, and sustaining it. Go, and sustaining yeah. it. Yeah. Which they were never going to get a second yeah. take. I'm, I'm reminded <laughs> of a time in, in an episode of Family Ties where Justine Bateman went, well, I'm going to do it no matter what you say. And you can't stop me. You can't stop me as she ran up the stairs. Yeah. And that was about that the level it. of energy it had. No. Uh, so it's like, I really, really, I mean, hats off to her. Writing-wise, it's very problematic. Yes. Because yes. in her hysteria... And it uh, escalates into her, uh, please, please, you have to take me. You have to. You can't not. Like, it's begging and imploring. And Mrs. Garrett, in a surprising moment, buckles. Yes. And says, we'll go. We'll go. We'll find. And she holds her. And And it's that very dramatic. And she does say thank you. She does say thank you. bitch, you fucking better. But she's in tears and collapses into Mrs. Garrett. It's very dramatic. She's wracked. Full on drama. And it's that last moment of like... Yes. And she's a starry eyed. Oh. And so then the good thing is in the the next scene, we do get a little bit of insight into this moment. Yes. And I think it could have been a lot worse. Hmm. I think this is adequate, mm-hmm. or at least it's certainly a commendable attempt to justify yes. what we just saw. And it's we're back in the cafeteria, and now it's Mrs. Garrett and the other girls. No cousin Jerry, correct? Gone. Yep. So Joe. We don't need Jerry cracking jokes right now. No, right now. <laughs> we barely get a joke from Natalie. That's it. I haven't seen a meltdown like that since Three Mile Island. <laughs> no, no, not appropriate. But uh, yeah, you know, there's no, there's barely any yucks to be had in this no, scene. No, because very, Joe is pissed. Joe is rightfully because she's like, I, we need help running this, and rightfully now we're going to be down two people. And even Blair, thankfully, the voices of reason are. Blair says, "So all we have to do is throw a tantrum to get what we want." And Natalie kind of a joke says, I guess I have to work on my kicking and screaming. And Mrs. Garrett does say, I'm doing this because I don't know what else to do. Uh, Including calling her parents Mm -hmm. and saying, would you talk some sense into your batshit crazy daughter? Um, She says, I was reminded of watching. um, Oh, oh, they say, well, were you ever this crazy? Is this something you had any... Were you relating to it? And she's like, I liked Frank Sinatra when I was a kid. Mm. But she says, it made me think of the Beatles. 
watching those young girls crying and in such a complete frenzy. She says, it scared me. And I'm kind of like, I kind of get it. There's a big fear of, of uh, well, Blair says she's a fanatic. Yeah. And that's a big fear. And it was a fear at this time. There were fears of, of people getting too into stuff. And, yeah. Um, and the, know, and get, the whole satanic panic was yes, about to break. Yes. That was the it, thing. Like, we were on the verge of like, people are getting too crazy. Yeah. And, you know, and that's... MTV, dawn uh, of MTV. John Lennon was shot, you know, yeah. around this time. That's right. I and mean, as was Reagan. Reagan was shot around this time. fanatic for Jodie Foster. Fanatic for Jodie Foster. This idea of like people getting so fanatical. I love... Love this so much that yeah. I have to kill, and I think that's what she's getting at. That Tootie might do something, yeah, crazy. Like, like she's gonna jump out the window to go. Yeah, to this she party said if I didn't tell her I could yeah. go, I think she would have jumped out of the window and run and, and walked yeah, there. I think that's what they're playing. They're, yeah, they're going for that. Her sense of judgment is so compromised mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I don't think she would have been acting in her own best interest. Yeah, true. But at yes. the same time, you do have to side with the girls and say. But be no. that as it may, you still say, you can't emotionally bully me. I'm an adult. Right. And you're a child. Right. No, I, I get why the, where the girls are coming from. But, but I also get where Mrs. But, Garrett is yeah, from. And so back to my original point, I, I don't know that they could have... I think it was the best way to justify this as they could. Mm. But there's also a... Uh, go to your room and you cool the fuck down and I'm going to get your parents on the phone mm-hmm. and we'll see what they think about this. There's yeah. also the sense of remember we're at a school and parents need to be contacted. <laughs> and you're a teenager. Yeah. And if you think uh, you have a child here, if you if you think you need to be on suicide watch, if she yeah. doesn't get to go to this concert, I mean, hey. Yeah. Then the next scene is we're outside the dressing room after the concert feeling ears. <laughs> feeling ears? Oh, Mrs. Garrett coming off of the concert. Oh, oh, oh the mother feeling fire when they came back to my ears. Yeah. Because the concert's so loud. It was so loud. <laughs> it wasn't her ears were ringing. It made her ears numb. No, well, it was the cool music, the cool R&B sounds of Jermaine Jackson. Is it? Just It's just a massage for your ears. It's, <laughs> it's, mmm. Oh, the feeling's coming back after that. Yeah, yeah. I, that doesn't. It's not that she's deaf. I could have gotten it. She was like, "I can't hear you yeah. right now." The speakers. The, I'm are, old, and the speakers are loud. The, that old joke. Yeah, my ears are ringing. But but no, it's oh, the feelings I just come back. Feeling back in my, what which the means fuck? they were like the tingling of the I, earring. That it was so loud that or so sensual. I, <laughs> I don't know wow. what they're getting at. It was whatever it was. It was wrong. Um, oh. So then uh, there's a big group of people outside. Tootie's got her birthday present yes, for Jermaine, which is beautifully we know wrapped. The bust. the bust that she did finish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Earlier she finished it, and no sooner did she put it down, Natalie just touching it knocks the nose off. Which and we you all went, know. Oh, is that an allusion to Michael? Yeah. Well, it's an allusion to all the Jacksons. Didn't they all get nose jobs at some point? Um, I think Jermaine, that's not his, his current nose is not his original nose. Yeah. No way. Oh, no, no. Yeah. No way. They were just doing a little foretelling of the future. Like, oh, yeah, Jermaine Jackson, let's change that nose. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we know that they're all going to do that. Yeah. I, 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 they probably weren't going for that joke, but, no, but I just thought it that was. That was an accident. I have to I accident. just, it's a happy accident that looking back now, it's kind of like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You're like, ooh, I see. Yeah. Yes. Oops, yes. Don't worry. We can fix his nose. Just a little glue. Can we? Yeah. Good Um, as new. So uh, through the hoopla of a bodyguard standing outside the dressing room door, 
Worst bodyguard ever, by the way. Terrible. Terrible. He tells the fans that he's already halfway to the airport now. And the kids are like, we don't fucking believe Nobody you. believes that. Come on. <laughs> oh, and among the extras, a lot of African-Americans. Well, it's Jermaine Jackson. As it should be. As it should be. And it does set up a great joke later. Yes, it I does. Think it great. does. But yeah, um, worst door guy ever. Yeah, because, because they take his hat they take and he his chases hat. the hat. And that leaves Tootie full Or worst fans ever because the kid who took the hat is a hero. Yeah. He got him off the door. Only Tootie got through? Yeah. All really? those kids were pressing up against that door. Yeah. And only Tootie and got through. the one boy, the one the one boy fan, by the way. Yeah. All girls. Hey. Yep. Is like, I'll do one for you, girls. Yep. Remember me later when I need a friend. Yep. And he Absolutely. stole the hat. We love him. And they all go chasing after all the of them. Hat. The girls, the guy, the security guard, they all leave the door long yeah. enough for Tootie well, to get inside the door. Because if we can't get to Jermaine, we are going to get your hat. <laughs> your hat's our Body. security guard. Yeah. See this in my showcase? It's my most prized possession. Jermaine Jackson's bodyguard's <laughs> cowboy hat. And, you know, when they first show this guy at the door, he's wearing this gigantic hat. And I'm like, why, security guy? Yeah. Why are you dressed like Dolomite? Why it's, are you uh, like, a, like a 70s pimp? You should be a security Dolomite. guard. What do you expect? All black, sunglasses, shaved yeah. head. Like That's security guard. Yes. Type of shit. Yeah. Not a guy with a leather jacket, giant brimmed hat. Yeah. Like, y'all ain't getting in. No. And of was... course, they're like, we don't care about you. We're taking your hat. Yeah. Oh. So then Tootie gets in. She does. And uh, as soon as she gets in, the, she walks in the room and then... Cut to two people step aside, and there he is. <laughs> exactly. Sitting at his dressing table, and he turns around, and it's the... This this is the, okay, then you turn, and that's the first time we see your face, Jermaine. It's Jermaine Jackson, dressed in blue. In his blue. favorite color. In a sequined onesie. Yes, he is. Uh, either... I, I couldn't tell. The, the, the stripe on the side... Looks like it might have been a shirt and pants. It might, I think it is actually a shirt and pants that he has tucked in but, to give the illusion of a onesie. Yeah, but from the, the is, from the balcony, it's yeah, a onesie. Yeah, but it does. It really looks like a onesie. It's yeah. cool. But it's it's, cool. it's sequined and it's lycra and very form fitting. He dresses to the left. Yes. FYI. Um, but the thing is, uh, 2D sees him and goes, Jermaine, and starts to hand him the box. Yes. At which point the bodyguards grab the box and put Tootie in a headlock. Violently. Me Violently. Uh, yeah. I was fearful for her. He got Whoa. one arm around her neck. The other one pulls his her arms around her back. Yeah. And he's like tightening up. Yeah. And Sal. she's like, ah. But there's enough gap between his arm and her neck. And uh, she's like, it's, it was pretty violent. But yeah, the though. arm for that kind of, for, the, for a show where we don't see that kind of violence yeah. usually. So she's it's like, kind of oh, like very and scary. And the other one takes the package and runs. Yeah. So she's screaming and she's like, oh, you're hurting me. And so they take the package in the other room. Yes. Past him. And then Jermaine kind of is like, hey, he's mm. up on her. Let it's her a girl. Go. Relax. It's a teenager. It's Let a teenage girl. Maybe I might. Jermaine, the voice of reason in yeah. the room. Because everyone else seems insane. Yeah. Except for Jermaine. And like they wanted to show how crazy this world is, but not the star. He's yeah. just a regular guy. Yeah. He's and so nice. He's, he's so nice. And he's so not an actor. Not an actor at all. And they could have used this. that poster that we saw throughout the whole episode and that could have been Jermaine. <laughs> and it would have been the same in performance. The it would have barely moved his mouth either. Um, but, yeah. So the scoop is um, it's like, you know, let her go. And she's like, what's that about? 
kind of a deal. And he's like, um, they're just afraid. They didn't know what you thought you might hurt me. She's like, I would never hurt you. I'm Tootie. And he's like, yes. You know what I love? He actually goes, your name is Tootie? Oh, he does? Like, that's not a name. <laughs> he really, she's like, that. my name's Tootie. And he goes, your name's Tootie? Yeah. Like, what? Like, not only is it because her name's Tootie. Yeah. You would remember Tootie. You would it's remember not like her name Tootie. is Liz or yeah, Pam. or it's Donna. Tootie. And yeah. he's like, Your name's Tootie? Like, that's not a name. Yeah. That's, and it's always something I always thought, like, Tootie. We call her, and no one ever thinks, like, Tootie. Yeah, that's a name. Yeah. Sure. And, and, it's, and it's her nickname. It's her nickname, yeah, but it's everyone's not her going name, with it. But it's everyone Tootie. just calls her Tootie. Yeah. And she's like, My name's Tootie. She's like, Your name's Tootie? That's not your name. Yeah. That's not That's your why name. in the reunion movie, she's, an, you know, an adult in her 30s at this point, where it's like, you know, everyone calling her Dorothy. It's like, that is That's so wrong. That's not your name. Your name's Tootie. That's so wrong. But he does it. He's like, your name's Tootie? Yeah. Hmm, I, I totally weird. didn't even catch that. But um, <laughs> It's anyhow, like his best acting in the whole thing. Your name's Tootie? Well, he does do a, well, pleased to meet you, Tootie, and shakes her hand. And she does do a lovely, oh, he's touching me. Yes. He's touching my hand. And he says, won't you sit down? So then they sit, they very kind of. Chill, casually. Yes, in so, front of the nastiest spread I've ever seen. Do you see what is at the, at the, the table? The throw that's... It looks oh, like oh, it's lettuce oh, oh, with cold cuts spread all over Oh, it. I didn't see. I didn't it even notice. It looks disgusting. You know what I was noticing? <laughs> was how... The whole room is odd. It's odd because we know that there's chaos and noise outside. And yes. We maybe hear a tiny bit of that. On, I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. But it, for the most part, goes away. The energy of this scene is so chill it it's is. not it's not like i just performed a concert and hey we've got things going on and a lot of people here and going on but hey tootie it's great to meet you that but there's just this hey won't you sit down and then the conversation is things like wow jermaine having all these people around doesn't it make you nervous and he's like sometimes <laughs> and then it's yes. like um i'm jermaine <laughs> yeah and then uh, she gets like uh he says, uh, they're just trying to protect me from my fans. And she does get in a nice, funny, ironic laugh of, yeah, some of them can be so childish. <laughs> she says, <laughs> but then she says, um, but, you know, I'm here because you wanted me to be. And he's like, huh? And she what? said, you, you know, you, your, your man called me and said that you wanted me here for the, for, because I'm your fan club president. And he says, oh, I really don't get involved in that. And mostly I'm just making my music. And it's true, very yeah. true. Yes. And this is confirming the naivete earlier where it's like, I'm not really sure that you're getting through to him directly. Um, so then we go back out to the hallway. And it's, it's bedlam <laughs> still. Pandemonium still. Pandemonium. And Mrs. Garrett is running around, tootie, tootie. So finally she breaks her way. To the to the up to Dolomite to the to the Dolomite to the the guard at the door who's and gotten his hat back, he's got his hat back. So yes. that in case you were wondering, yeah, if our friend got away with the hat, he did not. He's, yeah, he's lying bloody somewhere. So she's excuse me, have you seen a young black girl? <laughs> and cut away to all the kids who like literally stop the, the, like to look literally. at each other like are you fucking kidding me every, and they do a beautiful where they all look down they at all each other down, like, they all, all look back. back Yeah, every single one of them is a young black, black girl, girl except it's, for our hero who stole the hat yeah our, and, our young and, black boy the yeah. one black boy and you so almost, he knows it's not him. And you almost wish that he looked at her and kind of went, mm-hmm. Well, he does give her the other one. He's like, I'm trying to get the security guard's attention. 
well, whatever you're into or whatever he says, like, yeah, whatever, like, whatever floats your boat. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah. <laughs> like, he does oh, get... you think he's hot? Whatever. <laughs> he's not Jermaine. Yeah. It's he's like, ooh, sassy. Yeah. Sassy boy. We, we have a young sassy. <laughs> and that young man, RuPaul. RuPaul. That yep. was an early, yes, yep. that was RuPaul. RuPaul. He hadn't quite grown to six foot eight. Not yet. yet. He was still, well, that was, he was 12. He was 12 there. He's 12 exactly. years old. Uh, um, so. <laughs> Fun fact. We have Look this lovely uh, thing. Then we come back into the room. Which, this is the point when you're suddenly like, yeah, it is eerily quiet in it's this dressing room. It's very strange. There's a lot going on. There's the stuff people. going on in the background, but it's all quiet. Did you see what weird. stuff was going on in the background? So much. Because you have you have the guy at the table uh-huh. who uh, looks like a linebacker, gigantic mm-hmm. guy, who's just stacking things, just moving things around. Oh, I don't I even, even know what that. he's doing. Every Did you see everybody else was doing Everybody else <laughs> had papers in their papers hands. everyone has they're stacking papers left and right but not papers. stacking they were like looking through them and reading them i think clearly some the director was like okay um maybe it's like an agenda like we gotta right. be the airport at twelve forty-five. Yes. so yes. so it's like everyone in the room is suddenly and silently very yes. very engrossed in reading these agendas. lots of business happening a lot of, lot of space us. work just going stuff, on but stuff. no no, very little noise. And all the cans strewn around. I don't know if you noticed this. There's cans everywhere. Oh, yeah. And you're thinking, beer cans, right? No. Soda cans. Soda cans. Because he can't be drinking beer. Nope. It's Jermaine Jackson. Jermaine. We have an image. Wholesome. But when I first saw it, I figured backstage at a rock concert or at a, yeah. you know, eh, cans of beer. Yeah. Why not? No. Soda. Have 2D go, ooh, is that powdered sugar? No, 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 get her out of here. Yeah. Oh, but yes, all the all the madness behind him is all A 2D line would be, wow, I've never seen powdered sugar without the donuts. That would be such a 2D line. That would be a 2D line. I want to see that episode. That was a deleted scene. Deleted line. It's on the DVD. But it is such, so it's so quiet. The, the work is so quiet to make room for this scene. But then with the quiet, we get this low energy of non-actor yes. Jeremy. And Tootie just, just sitting, just, you know, they're not sitting back at least. No, but they're But the fact is up. they're yes. still sitting down. It's they're a still, very weird scene. Uh, they're still an extreme. The tone of this scene is so much more casual mm, than mm. it feels like it ought to be. So he's like, well, Tootie, you came all this way. Is there anything you want to say to me? Which is a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, I enjoy your music. He says, I enjoy your music. Yes. And he's like, well, thank you. And she's like, cool. how's your dog? And he goes, my dog? Just, yeah, I read in Tiger Beat that the dog on your album cover is your dog. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm allergic to dogs. Ruining the image. That's it. Yeah, a- awkward. And then she, the terrible, but true question that you know people ask what's it like being you and you're like ugh. Uh, and he comes back with a, the most insipid answer <laughs> well i guess it's just like being anybody else i have bad days and i have good days and she says something like what's a good oh, what's day a good day yeah and he says i don't know just having time to myself time to relax aren't that many of those as much nowadays and again, the energy, him not being an actor, right. I don't fault him. No, but, he's not an actor. But, there's, but there's, there's just such a casual It's way too tone casual. to it. There's, I don't and, feel that he's a tired celebrity who just is really yeah. just wants to get out of here and can't because his door's barricaded. Yeah. And, and, and the is fact stuck that, in his dressing room, and that sucks. Yeah. Even if it was, um, even if he did have a, 
I don't know directorially. You tell me. You're a director of. I'm a director, and here's the problem with the scene. Okay. (laughs) The problem with the scene is they set up this great moment that it's chaos. Yeah. And he is trapped. That's the only reason that Tootie got to talk to him today. We never see it. We never feel it. We never know it. Yeah. And Jermaine doesn't feel it. I feel like there should have been in that scene and probably in a first draft of this scene, there probably was like, he's trying to talk to her and, oh, we need you to okay this. And, oh, hey, the the venue changed over here. We need to change this song. Yeah, you're right. It, all of that. Those people with the papers, I think that's what they were supposed to be doing. Yeah, there hey, should Jermaine, have been we interruptions. Cut this song. Hey, Jermaine, the guy from the uh, ad company called. He said, are you willing to do the commercial yeah. with the Coke? Exactly. It's new yeah. Coke. Is that all right? Yeah. All hey, hey, the recording studio is not going to be ready till 1130. Right. Can we back up your meeting right. with the... Oh, the limo's still stuck outside. Yeah. We're going to get you out of here as soon as we can. Oh, I'm sorry about the cold cuts we wanted to get this that all that should have been business going on that yeah. they can't do and, because and, oh, and that's another act. thing handing him food do you need anything you to need, eat do you need do you need yeah do you need people yes. waiting on him and stuff like yes. that and then that giving would have been her more of like a, i'm trying to talk i'm meeting my hero yeah and then finally jermaine the star says everyone shut up yeah i want a moment hold on yeah we'll get to it tootie you came all this way what do you got to tell me yeah what is it that you need to say yeah as you can see i'm busy yeah i'm, I'm busy right now yeah, and what not in a mean way. Not, not in a mean not way. Hurry up, just but in just the, a okay. Yeah, and that would have uh, energized no, the that. scene more. This too. shirt or this shirt, like that's what it would have been. Yeah, like very ex- uh, all of this stuff. I think it was in an original version. They got Jermaine on set and realized we can't do any of this. Yeah. or they wanted to do that and they had him for a day and they couldn't get it. There's no way they, they had him it. one. They had rehearsal one day. And then yeah. they were taping the and next. They were taping it, and they're like, "We're we're not gonna get it. We're yeah. not gonna get we, it. We just he, gotta probably with gotta, all the interjections. He couldn't remember his yeah, lines. Yeah, we just have to contain this chemical yeah. spill. He might have even had a cue cards. I I think for the, the way, way it's shot for how static it is. The he way very it's shot, he's easily, probably like, looking at cue cards. Thankfully, he comes off okay in it. He comes off. He as comes off okay. Sweet and nice, but just again, just low energy. Low energy. He almost and, comes and off not, as a, as as he's drugged or something. I think. Yeah. But that's yeah. And not I'm tired after a concert. Low energy. It's I'm not an actor. Low energy. He's just very blah. Yeah. So then uh, he, he does. Someone does say, "Hey, could you sign these papers over here?" And he's like, "Tootie, will you excuse me?" It's like, yes. Like you said, if they were just throwing it no. out. And again, and that, and that gets to what more of this chaotic world that we're supposed to be in. Yeah. And it, then yeah. And then he says, "Will you excuse me?" So he goes, and Tootie's left on the sofa by herself in and the then, quiet. <laughs> Alone in the quiet. In the, in the quiet. And then she overhears the publicist, the same guy mm-hmm. who we heard of it. He's on the phone saying, well, Jermaine just wanted to say thank you for the being exact, his fan club yeah. president. He's going to have two tickets at the box office for you. And thanks for being his number one fan. For the next town. For yes. the next. Exactly. Oh, so Tootie knows it's a script. So Tootie, so Tootie knows that this is all. She's not special. She's not uh, special. And then... The guy comes out of the bathroom with the box of her oh, gift, Sal, wet and covered, and the audience even whoa! Like the audience it's is destroyed. really destroyed. The thing is, just the bust is destroyed because he threw it. He he let it soak in the shower. Yes, he put it because you know. I think if you talk to any bomb squad expert, if you are presented in the shower, if you are presented ever yes. with a, something you think might be a bomb. Yeah, mm-hmm. put it in the shower. In the shower. I'm pretty Standard sure that'll work. SOP, standard operating I'm procedure. I'm sure that'll work. Absolutely. Um, um, so it ruins the thing. Anyhow, so at this point, that's where Tootie looks around and she realizes, oh, I don't really have anything else to do. Else. Nothing else to say. Again, though, if this scene were full of life in that moment, 
where she's sitting on the couch and they're like, oh, Jermaine, come over here. Come on, and do, yep. this, do this. And suddenly he's enveloped, um, enveloped by it again. Yeah. He's lost in the crowd. Yep. And she's like, I, I'm just going to go. Yeah. If this were a film, they would have reshot this scene because it, it drags things down horribly. Yes. And then it doesn't give us the payoff. No. No. And that's no. why the ending feels wrong because the scene was wrong. Because you I mean, get, I, I think it kind of comes back again because the energy picks up when we get back out into that the hallway, hallway. Those extras in the, the hallway, hallway is the chaos that we those need. Those extras, there were only, I'm going to say like 15 of them. But yeah. they were supposed to create all of Madison Square Garden or wherever we yeah. are. And they were very good at making that yes, chaos and they excitement. Were. All 15 of them. They were mighty. They were small but mighty. So, yes. So uh, Tootie <laughs> does that dramatic thing where she starts to leave, and then she does that one last look back. <sighs> and there is the one shot of them kind of sort of doing a little bit of that enveloping thing. Mm-hmm. But then she comes out of the dressing room. Yes. And Mrs. Garrett is there. Fortunately, hasn't gone to the police to be like, where no. the fuck did she go? And Mrs. Garrett is like, Tootie! And she says to her, uh... Did you see Jermaine? And she says, yes, I did. And she says, did you give him your the birthday present? Did you give him your present? And Tootie starts to tear up. And she says, yeah, yes, I did. And she says, and what did he say? And Tootie, continuing to puddle up, just starts to talk and thinks and finally just goes, he said, thank you. And Mrs. Garrett hugs her. And then arm in arm, they walk up stage, often to the sunset. Yes. Kind of a thing where it's like the end of the episode. Uh, people still futzing, trying to get in the dressing room. Yes. And then, you know, we freeze frame and the credits roll. And uh, it's it's a very theatrical ending. It's the ending it like a play would it have. It is the ending like a play. Now, my thing is like, okay, this isn't a play. We can go to other places and locations. I don't know how they would have or could have done it. But my big thing is that, okay, when you're an asshole, you need to get your comeuppance. We know that Tootie got her comeuppance, but there is still the issue of you let your friends down. We don't know what happened back at at the... Uh, at the uh... Fair. The fair at we the scholarship know. fair. Perhaps it fell apart. There were no scarves. No the girl scarves. didn't get. They didn't raise enough money. And that girl's not that, coming to school. That next girl year. is going to a public school. Oh, she's going to become a prostitute. <laughs> you too. Sex worker is what we say, dear. Sex worker. That's yes, right. It's a sex sitcom. worker. It's a um, but the deal is, um, I don't know how they would have done it. But goddamn, this. This show, we needed to see Tootie eat some fucking crow at the yes. end of it. It would have been too cliched for Mrs. Garrett to say, so was it worth it? The missed tests and letting your friends down and all that? Yeah, something along those lines. And and it's all implied. It was all implied. Yeah. That's the problem with the sending. Now, I think when if I went back and did the high def remake of this where I yeah. use CGI to fix all when, the problems I'm going to George Lucas the hell out of this episode when, when Norman Lear does a live version yes. with a okay. new cast I'm going to get when Norman, Norman Lear and I sit down to lunch yeah. we're going to redo this episode new cast we're going to do redo that scene they need to be off so even if it's in the same building Mrs. Garrett's all the way in the corner we get to it nice tight shot so we don't see any of that behind yeah. and that's where they have the nice moment of like well what happened what did he say what did he say he didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. That would have been the end. That would have been better. He, he didn't, didn't say, say anything. anything. Oh, 
Well, now aren't you sorry? You're a but little that's a, bitch. Or just he didn't say anything, and the tears come down. And you know what? I'll preface this with something. Did you see Jermaine? Yes. And have her say, was he nice? And have her say, yeah, he yeah, was. He did was you nice. give him your present? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, did what did he, he say? say? He, he didn't, say, he didn't anything. say anything. He really didn't say anything. Yeah, because you do still have to make sure Jermaine looks good. Yeah. Exactly. So that would have been the end. Yeah, not yeah. That, was he nice? He was a shit oh, to yeah, her. He you was want nice. Mrs. Garrett to know that he was nice. What her lesson is. He just is. didn't say anything. Yeah. And it's like, um, oh. And then Mrs. Garrett could give her that knowing face that Mrs. Garrett does of like, right. Yeah. And then, and then, then, then she breaks down and starts crying. And yeah. then we know she feels terrible. She knows what she did. She knows that she caused so much trouble. And yeah. in the end, it and, wasn't worth it. And like you say, so much of it is implied. And like I'm talking, I think the place I'm coming from with my wanting to see the comeuppance with the friends, mm-hmm. wanting to see her take ownership for how out of hand she let herself get, not just with the fair, but with her studies, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. everything. But they're implying heavily in this episode that people who are fanatics do terrible things. Jermaine's bodyguards, they're there because someone has tried to kill Jermaine Jackson. That's the implication. Yeah. The way he's revealed yeah. is there's a guy standing in front of him as a human shield yeah. to take a bullet for him. You're right. So there's this whole like, Fans can be scary. Yeah. Fanatics can be scary. They shoot people. They try to blow things up. They, you know, jump out of windows for you. The fact that nowadays with social media, we have such a direct pipeline mm-hmm. to famous mm-hmm. people now that the fanaticism, I think, is magnified. It's way mag. Yes. Well, and, and now you can find anybody. You can, through social media, stalk someone and yeah. know where they're going to be. Not at the concert, yeah. but like, you know what store they're going to be at or yeah. where they live and or what car they drive. Like and that's freaky. Yeah. If there was ever a, a testament, an mm-hmm. edifice built to the fanaticism of our times, it's the, the Comic Cons and the Dragon oh, yeah, Cons. We're at it at, at its highest level. Mega Cons. Every, every fandom is the out cosplay. there. The cosplay. Everything's exciting. Everyone can get involved. Yeah. There's levels, you know? And mm-hmm. Very true. And that's the world we live in. And it's not bad. It's no, not bad. it's not bad. It's in just, fact, but there are dangers to it. I think that's what this episode is trying to get at. That, that yeah. you and can in, get dangerous with it. The, the little fan club here, that's the beginnings of it. That's the rumblings. But now, you know, you can be a fan and you can be all crazy, but you don't have to get insane about it. You yeah. can go to the con. You can go to the concert, whatever. Yeah. You can be on social media and keep up with your favorite stars and wish them a happy birthday without feeling like it's the end of the world if you don't get to go to that concert the way that she does. Yeah, you know, exactly. This is it. This is her chance. Yeah. So I can see why she's so worked up by it. And uh, yeah, for all the negative things that social media has brought, going back to its original intent and the good things it mm. does do, the ability to find your tribe. Mm. Yes. The fact that when I started marketing this podcast, I started looking for Facts of Life fan pages. Mm-hmm all on Facebook, and there are several. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh, these are the people that will be interested in this. And, and, and you know, let me, let me wax the car of my listenership right now. I joke about my fives of listeners, but it's like these are people who care about this silly thing and see i hope they see it for how ridiculous it is <laughs> to bring it back to the episode it's about talking passionately about things that yes. other people that you know are interested in 
and getting nerdy about it. And I think that that's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. And there's a safe way to do it. And then there's the dangerous way. And that's what yeah. this episode wanted to be. Rolando, I am so happy we got to do this finally. Thank you I'm for letting so... me be your special guest. I know you don't, you, every time you call, you would never call anybody except for me and said, that I'm your special guest. Your special guest. And that I can come and be here and you've never told anyone to be here I, before. Exactly. And you don't rubber stamp your, you know your what? letters. I would say <laughs> this episode is the perfect example. Uh, you are Tootie to my Germain. <laughs> I am. That is how I am. insanely special and singularly... <laughs> I'm um, your number one fan. Unique to me. <laughs> And uh, you you fully understand that there is nobody else in the I, world. I, well, I, I'm pretty sure this is the first and only episode of this show. Um, pretty I, sure. Yeah, it may be. I may have to stop doing it now. <laughs> that's it. You've reached the top. Yep. There's there no, is no uh, other. That's it. It's done. All right. So come back soon. I'll Thank be back. you again. And goodbye. Bye. And there you have it. That was Rolando Ramos. We talked a long time. You'll hear a lot of extras when you go to the website. This was another big, long marathon and another small miracle that I was able to edit it down as short as I did. But you will hear uh, the many, many interesting sidebar conversations that we had on the extras. So I do recommend you pop on over to the website and check those out. So next week, I'm going to be watching Season 3, Episode 16, The Four Musketeers. And as previously mentioned, my guest is going to be Matthew Arder. (laughs) The air conditioning just kicked in. Uh, I know it may sound like the shuttle is taking off in the background. Nope, that's just our air conditioning here. (laughs) On that note, I guess it's time for me to wrap it up. So thank you so much for listening to this week's show. And remember, the facts of life are all about you. Let's Face the Facts was produced, written, hosted, and edited by me, David Almeida. My theme song was beautifully arranged and recorded by Ned Wilkinson. Our website is facethefactspod.com. You have to drop the let's. And that's where you can find extra pictures, video, and audio extras from the digital cutting room floor. Follow the show on social media. We're everywhere under the handle facethefactspod. And don't forget, go to your favorite podcatchers and subscribe, rate, and review. Tune in again next week for another thrilling episode of Let's Face the Facts.